Hi, I'm James. Hi, I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Beach Weekly, a news podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly. <laughs> that was ugly. <laughs> In our first story of the day, ASI reporter Perry Continente covered the recent student senate meeting where senators debated on a resolution that would support a bill that would essentially fund abortions on campus. Is that right? Yeah. So it's Lobby Corps, which is a branch of ASI, among other things, uh, lobbies for certain laws. And this was part of a whole package of laws that would directly affect students. So it tackled things like rent control and homelessness. But one of them, uh, Senate Bill uh, 24, was the one that drew the most controversy. Uh, It would mandate CSUs and UCs by 2023 to provide on-campus abortions at their health centers. Okay, and can you tell me a little bit of how this bill, or how this resolution came to be on ASI's end? On ASI's end? So Lobby Corps assembled it. It's just a series of bills that they would be interested in backing. And ASI Senate will need to vote on it three times. It's passed the first vote, but in the next two votes, they could either amend it or reject it. And if they amend it, they can remove that bill or add others. So reading your story, it seems that not everyone was super open to this bill being passed. That is true. There was some pretty impassioned speeches made after. My, in my interview with Senator Yi, she made it clear that she was very against not just the bill, but abortion in general. Also, Senator Aguilar spoke out against it. She was the first one. She made it very clear that she thought that it was not supporting the people on campus that were pro-life. Her point was that while every other bill affects everybody, this one is kind of standing in opposition to those who hold those beliefs. Were there kind of other ideas thrown around of why they wouldn't support the bill? Some people worried that it would be funded by student fees. Uh, which, reading the bill, it is not. It would be government funding, but it would not be directly funded by students. That was the other big one, but mostly it was about inclusivity. The arguments for the bill, a lot of people die from not having adequate health insurance, and that this would give people a better avenue, and it would increase safety. It Uh, seems, though, that the bill was pretty popular on the floor, though. It was a 13 to 3. Yeah, 13 to 3. I think that a lot of that was because it's going to have to pass another two, because more than three people seem to have issues with it. Uh, you know, Senator Major also spoke out saying that he was uh, hesitant to support it, because but people were supporting the package as a whole. And I think that there were people there who supported the package who were doing so with the knowledge that they could amend it. Is there like a large pro-life community on this campus? You know, this is my first semester here, mm-hmm. so I couldn't tell you, but I have heard protests that seem to happen uh, is in the fall. There's people out here with, like, giant signs. You said that this resolution was kind of put together as a package? Yeah. So they needed to pass all of these laws, and most okay. of them, everyone there was supported. I mean, there was no one there who was against, well, at least no one who spoke out, who was against backing, like, rent control like trying to stop skyrocketing rent rates or increasing the food budget. I believe that was another one. But it was only on the abortion one that people took issue. Is it possible if a lot of the senators end up not agreeing on this mm-hmm. that they pick and choose from the bill, or are they passing the whole Senate bill in general? They have to pass the whole Senate bill. It's going to go through another two readings, but it's important to know that they can still amend it, either to add laws or to remove them. So they could feasibly remove the abortion law and still pass the rest of it. 
but in order to pass it, they need to pass it as a group. There is the potential to amend. Mm -hmm. So from looking at what you saw last night, does it look like it's a popular option? Most senators did not speak during the discussion. There were a few. Uh, senator Maya spoke, who actually introduced. The different senators were introducing the bills, and Senator Maya introduced it. Major spoke. The, the, there were a number of people who spoke, but the vast majority stayed quiet. So I could see it going either way. It is something that is going to require more discussion. I know that the his first name's Richard, Richard, Richard Pollard, the executive director. Yeah, the executive director. He did say at one point that he believed that somebody should speak to the uh, health center. Um, so I think that the senators who did seem to be, some of them seem to be surprised that this bill was being set up. So I do think that they're going to need to, uh, they're going to do some more research, that they're probably going to talk to the health center, and I think that the health center's input will be extremely important in whether or not this bill was back. And it's important to know that the bill itself, the abortion bill, is not something that would be passed by the ASI Senate. It's a state bill. It's just the Senate's deciding whether or not to support it, to lobby for it. This bill is still being discussed at the California legislature? It's something that will be going through the California legislature, not the ASI. It's, it's not a bill that the ASI is passing. They're passing a resolution about whether or not to allow Lobby Corps to support it. Were there any people in the audience that were there because of the bill and what kind of reaction they had? There was not anyone there for the bill. On the agenda, it only said that they were going to be discussing bills, but there was no mention on the agenda specifically of SB 24. If it said it on the agenda, I bet a bunch of people would come. Yeah. Just because abortion is always such a controversial topic, people always have something to say about it. I think it was from the start destined to be controversial. Yeah, I'm surprised that there isn't a split vote between senators on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, abortion's one of those things that is very core. People are very unlikely to change their minds oh, yeah. on abortion. People are very much in their own camps. second story, there's a new bill introduced in the California Senate that could waive tuition fees for CSU and UC students. Our news editor, Austin Brumblade, reported on this article. So tell me, Austin, I think this seems too good to be true, so what's the catch? Well, right now it is too good to be true since it's uh, just a proposed bill. So the catch is that students would promise to pay a percentage of their post-graduation wages to the school, meaning like if, say, a student comes out of school making 50 grand a year, they'd pay a certain percentage of that for the next 10 years. What happens if they were to, like, finish paying off that tuition before that 10-year period? That's, like, something they, they didn't really elaborate on, because they, they said that potentially, like, students could be, end up paying more than the tuition itself. Oof. So, yeah, that's, there's, like, a big catch here. I think it's to make up the interest for the bill. So I talked to a couple of students about this bill, and it's in its very rough preliminary stages right now. But I think the thing that caught people's attention the most was the ability to defer the payments if you are making less than 20000 a year. Because there, there's no actual wait time. You get like a six month to a year grace period after you graduate to pay back your loans. And so what was appealing was, oh, if I don't have a job, I wouldn't have to be paying. So they wouldn't have to be paying back money they don't have. 
that's what sounded the most appealing to everyone. Yeah, it sounds like to be successful in college, you gotta make less than 20K. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's actually the dream. I well, know. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if you just make less than 20,000 for the rest of your life, do you just never have to pay it back? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that'd be. I, I that, imagine President Connolly will come beat down your door and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the deans. Yeah. The deans will come after us. Yeah. But we're journalists. We're going to make... Less than 20K for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I mean, it's not our fault. No, it is our fault. We chose this profession. I mean, so this this program's like, it's actually not new. It's just new to the California uh, school system. Okay. So oh, like Yeah. yeah so the, Purdue actually uses, like, successfully, according to the uh, assemblymen, who, like, I guess, yeah, he modeled it after that. And even I read a local community college in Santa Maria was testing out this method of payment, which I found kind of interesting for a community college, but... <laughs> Did they say how much would be taken out of an income? Because it says a percentage, so, but... Yeah, all they say is percentage, but it is a percentage of what you make. Say a student makes 50 grand coming out of college, and there's another student that makes 70 grand coming out of college. The, the student making 70 grand a year will be paying more than the student that makes $50,000 a year. And they'll just, like, yank it out of your paycheck like taxes? I assume so. Like, I guess you signed some agreement where they actually can take the funds straight out of your paycheck. So, would this program, if it's passed, will it be implemented by all Cal States and UCs, or is it a few of them? Yeah, so schools will have the chance to, like, opt into the program. It won't be mandatory, or the state won't mandate it. And so, yeah, schools will get the option to opt in this payment method. And then there'll be like a um, like a test period for like a couple years where they'll have to report to the state of like how it's going. And it would only be open to sophomores, juniors, and seniors. They excluded freshmen because I think freshmen have like a higher dropout rate. How has this program been working out at Purdue? Purdue introduced it in 2016. And from what Assemblyman Randy Vopel has said it's been wildly successful, and so that was why he wanted to move that payment method to the, the Cal State and University of California system. Anything else, Austin? Well, I actually hope this bill passes. It seems like an interesting way to get students through college. Like, I know financial reasons are like one of the big burdens for students to go to college, so slipping, it'd be nice to see. Slipping, slipping away. I've fallen, and I can't get up! People be slipping here at Cal State Long Beach. Can you believe? It, it, it rained. It did we rain. We were blessed by the rains We were blessed Africa. by the rains down in Africa. Yeah. Yes. However, these rains were not blessings to everyone, especially the people walking down the hall between LA4 and FO3, because people were falling. Yeah. On Valentine's Day, not only were hearts broken, but also... Dignity. Dignity. As 10 students and professors fell in the hallway between the Liberal Arts Building and FO3. It's like that hallway is so slippery, even when it's not raining. It'd be so dope if I had my Heelys on. On average, on those Heelys, you'd probably be at most getting 5 miles per hour. On that little slab of concrete, that slippery slab of concrete, you'd be going 10. Yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show how fast that slab of concrete can make you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, personally, I know, personally, I know that when I walk down that hallway in my Birkenstocks, every time I swear on my life, I slip. And it's embarrassing because that hallway is crowded. If you know, you know. If you have classes here, this hallway is always full of people. And when you slip, it's embarrassing. So 
Shout out to those 10 people who slipped today because I understand your pain. It's, it's a little funny for everyone else, <laughs> but for you, it's not fun. And I understand that pain. Why do you wear Birkenstocks in the rain? I know, not in the rain. Like, when it's dry outside, let my toes breathe a little. I'll put on my Birkenstocks, okay, right? yeah. But even when it's dry, that slab is still slippery. And it's not like the other surrounding concrete. The rest of the concrete is fine. You just get to this one slab, and it's on a little incline. And you slip. Yeah. Were there any witnesses to these 10 people falling? Yes, a journalism slash public relations major. The Bateman team was tabling outside the slab of concrete and they noticed a bunch of people losing their balance, slipping and falling, specifically on that slab of concrete. So they took their phones out, were kind of recording it and kind of tallying how many people they saw. So they counted 10, there might've been more, but it was just interesting, I guess, to see how many people were slipping and falling and the fact that it took people this long to notice because I'm telling you I've been here for like a year and a half and every time I wear my Birkenstocks on that slab <laughs> of concrete I slip I swear <laughs> did they did they have a, a wet floor sign I think the, so in the hallways I think so because looking at the photo that Ralston took oh yeah Ralston's a writer who wrote this phenomenal story yeah he broke the news yeah he took a photo. It appears that there is a wet floor sign. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that people noticed. Well, I'm glad that that wet floor sign was put there and saved the lives of all those 10 people. Because, you know, who knows what happened if it wasn't there. More people would have slipped. Yeah, and then those 10 people would have fallen in vain. We should play sad music after this. <laughs> in vain. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a podcast. Yay. Do 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 do